I started in a church choir, All Saints Anglican Church in Peterborough, Ontario, and I was a lead soprano. And uh, I got in the choir because my buddy told me that I would make $2.75 a month if I got into the choir. And that was like two KISS posters, because I collected KISS posters when I was a little boy. And they were like a buck fifty each or a buck twenty-five or something like that. So I go, oh my god, I can get two posters a month. So I went and got into the choir, and that started my love of singing. That, that's what made me love to sing. The first concert I went to was by a band called the Stampeders. <laughs> Sweet City Woman. Remember that? I, uh, that was my first show. Unless you count, my mom and dad brought me to a T-Rex concert in Florida. They tell, she says, in Fort Lauderdale, Mark Bowen T-Rex in a bread basket when I was a baby because they couldn't find a babysitter. So they put me in a bread basket and brought me. That's what my mom, I don't know if that's true, but she says that, that was my first show. Uh, I saw Joan Jett when I was very young. I saw Triumph when I was very young. And then I saw Kiss when I was 11, I was still very young, in, in 79, uh, August 4th. And, and I detail that in my book, uh, that whole day. Um, uh, Van Halen, you know, that was one of the first shows I went to with a big aroma of pot smoke, like a cloud. Remember that? You go in the arena, just, there'd be a cloud in the arena. <laughs> In those days, in the 70s, I'm talking when I was really young. I was born in 68, so when I, I was 10 years old in 78. And in those days, you, we only had three TV channels. We had, like, you know, black and white. I didn't have a color TV when I was a kid. I had a black and white TV. And so your imagination really played a big part in entertainment. All we had for music was rock magazines, such as Rock Scene, Circus, um, Rolling Stone, and, uh, but it, Circus and, and Rock Scene were, were my favorites. I loved Rock Scene when I was a kid because they had so many pictures in there of like New York City and the, the club scene, people hanging out behind the scenes in, in Max's Kansas City and stuff like that. and. They had way more photos than other magazines did, I think. So, uh, rock scene, you could get at the, your local drugstore in Canada. So we didn't have many TV channels, but we had rock magazines at the variety stores. So that's, that's how we got into music. We didn't see bands like Kiss move around or talk. All we saw was the images, the still photos. And we would put them on our walls and we would listen to the records and just stare at the photos of, of Mark Weiss and other photographers. And, um, and so your f mind used fantasy a lot, you know, to get into it. Your imagination, that was part of rock and roll. And um, there's also a big sense of mystery to rock stars like Led Zeppelin, ACDC, you know, Van Halen stuff, you would never ever imagine in a million years meeting these guys or, or hanging out with them or doing a meet and greet. That just did not exist. So they were really like gods, you know. This is in the age of Cream. Cream magazine was very funny. Uh, but this rock stars were like gods then. 
and I, I feel lucky that I was barely young enough to experience what that felt like and I have a real appreciation for rock and roll music because of like growing up in those times I feel like some somehow now people get spoiled with the overabundance of choices in entertainment back then it was much more personal you know we, we only had like seven bucks or eight bucks to go to the record store with and that's how much a record was so you had to spend time going through the records to pick out the one you wanted and it meant something you're like this is the one I, I really 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 want you know and you'd buy it and go home and take your fingernail and go and smell it and rip the plastic off and put it on and that's why I still have a love for vinyl up to this day so um, I started out in bands and the fact that I was in a church choir meant that I was already singing all the time I was singing so when bands were looking for a singer I could come in and sing Judas Priest or Led Zeppelin or something like that and you know <clears throat> I was in a lot of bands in Toronto and then um, I was in a band called Madame X in Phoenix and Detroit and that's where I met Mark Weiss and he shot our band uh, in 87 early 87 or maybe 86 might have been 86 and uh, then I got invited to Mark's wedding and me and a guy by the name of Zach Wyland who later became Zach Wild he was there too and we both decided to take over Mark's wedding band and in attendance was John Bon Jovi's parents and they liked the way I sang and they said come on over to the table and meet meet uh, John's parents and they told me that John's friend's band Snake uh, was looking for a singer and that they thought I would be good what what did they know <laughs> but um, it was good for a long time and um, that's how Skid Row started I don't know I don't know if this is um, just the way it is in life I guess it is I guess everybody gets older but it just really seems like we've lost so many musicians and friends of musicians and people we have known the list is endless like I could it's just so many people like we're on the road here with uh, Monty Pittman's band and the bass player Eli was in the band Huntress with that girl Jill who just committed suicide and now he's on the road with us and that was his band like that was they're done they're they're done and and I dedicated the show tonight to our guitar tech in Skid Row Lumpy Chris Chris Hofschneider he was also guitar tech for Bon Jovi but you know they always say the band makes it rock and the crew makes it roll you can't have one without the other it's the road crew that puts on the show we show up and and sing and play but the road crew does the heavy lifting, literally. And so you always have to stand up and, and acknowledge the crew because they are what makes it all happen. The crew like rides in one of these. Check it out. It's an Aerosmith toy tour bus. This is where we live. I'm a giant. This is my little tour bus.
Yeah, you know, you, you, you try to laugh about stuff like that, but um, I had I couldn't sing the song when I started trying to tonight because it's just memories, you know. And then when I did get the courage to start singing it, I looked up and there, the whole wall in the Stone Ponies lined with guitars and I just opened my eyes and it was a guitar and it was like Lumpy was saying, I'm right here, dude. I, it was like very creepy and cool. Thank you, Lumpy. This one's for you. So Lumpy was the guitar tech for Skid Row. And when I first joined the band, none of the guys in Skid Row wanted to share a hotel room with me. I still don't know why, but uh, Lumpy was my roommate on the first Skid Row tour, the guitar tech. And uh, he had some crazy times. His back always fucking hurt him. He would be crying in his bed in the hotel room. But uh, no song reminds me more of Chris Hofschneider than this song. This is your song, New Jersey.